0: I think I've spent most of my life kind of feeling a bit like an outsider.
1: Welcome. Welcome to the Lost Map Podcast, Series 2. Hello, welcome to the Lost Map podcast. I'm Pictish Trail. You can call me Johnny. Actually, don't just call me Pictish Trail. And I'm recording this in my shed on the Hebridean Isle of Egg in Scotland this is the first full episode of series two and indeed it's the beginning of the second series of our visitations residency project in which we invite musicians up onto the island to stay in a small bothy for a week where they write and record new music and we release said music for you the loving public on vinyl and digitally as well via a subscription service on the Lost Map website. That's a lot of information to take in. If you if you get a moment later on, take a trip to lostmap.com forward slash visitations and you'll find lots more information on the whole project. I suspect if you're the fact that you're listening to this podcast probably means you know all of this already and you've made up your mind as to whether or not you're going to subscribe and you're living with that decision and that's fine. Now in this episode I'm quite excited to tell you we'll be having a fairly in-depth interview with Jason Lytle, who I'm sure a lot of you will be aware of as the frontman, songwriter and producer of the band Granddaddy. Granddaddy? Yes, Granddaddy, the alt-rock, slacker, fuzz, pop, schlop band from America, the United States of America. Hmm. I was in touch with Jason at the beginning of 2019. Uh, There was an exchange of excitable tweets about wanting to visit Egg. He retweeted something about our first series of visitations, saying how much he liked to come over. And being the ultra fan that I am, I shat my pants and immediately got in touch with him, not about the Shat Pants, and uh, extended an invitation over to the island, and yeah, we had a an email conversation from there. Jason was looking to do a solo tour around the UK at that time, and uh, so yeah, I helped put him in contact with some promoters that I knew, and I kind of made sure that the tour drew a path all the way up to Scotland, and from there, he could come over to Egg, and be mine. He decided in the intervening months, He'd like to do this project in collaboration with some friends. These friends being Arthur King. Now, Arthur King isn't an actual person. It's a collective. It's a state of mind, man. No, it's a collective. It's a collective of musicians and visual artists from L.A. in the United States of America who are associated with the label Dangerbird Records. There's a sort of rotating cast of Arthur King members, depending on where the project is taking place, who's available. But for the trip to Egg, the collective consisted of Jason, the musician Aaron Espinosa, the musician and Dangerbird Records owner Peter Walker, plus the filmmaker John Schlu, and the visual artist Aaron Farley. They all came over to Egg at the end of May 2019, accompanied by their pal Yekta, and their trip took place in the week leading up to our Howland Fling Festival, which we throw on the island every couple of years. You'll be hearing in this episode from Aaron Espinosa and Peter Walker, who were the other musicians, later in the episode. But first of all, let's say hi to Jason. Or rather, let's let him say hi to us.
0: My name is Jason Lytle, and I am a musician who used to have a band called... Oh, maybe I still do. I don't know. I'm probably most well-known for my band Grandaddy that existed uh, late 90s into the mid-2000s and then started doing stuff again off and on throughout the later 2000s. I am currently recording this dialogue... From my living room. I live in a town about 20 miles outside of San Francisco. I have a little recording set up in my living room. Currently as a musician and a recording artist I I help other people make records. I do a little bit of touring. Currently I'm having fun playing piano shows as that's one of my favorite instruments to play and I'm probably most comfortable going into the zone and playing the piano alone but every now and then I do it not alone on a stage in front of people.
1: See I told you we had Jason Lytle on the show that was him that was his voice (laughs) there's loads more don't worry just a quick note to clarify this podcast wasn't conducted in the normal sort of interview style that the previous series had I just didn't fancy going on Skype, I thought it would be a bit awkward. So I sent over a bunch of questions to the Arthur King members and to Jason and asked them to record some replies. Even though this podcast is centered around the visitations project, I always think it's nice for those involved to give a bit of background on how music became a central part of their lives and um, so I took the opportunity to ask Jason about how he discovered music and his relationship with it growing up. I
0: feel like music has always been a huge part of my life. I was a bit of an introvert and a recluse as a little kid. I always was drawn to storytelling and music. I remember I used to draw a lot, and the drawing table that we had in our living room was in the same room as the TV and you know the family room. So in order to listen to music and draw, I would have to put earphones on, and I'd be listening to the the music, the record collection that was you know belonging to my brothers and sisters and, and maybe my parents at that time. I remember a lot of Beatles, I remember the Beach Boys, I even remember Elvis. The band that I latched onto that was kind of my find was Kiss. Regardless, I was listening to production at the same time that I was listening to you know the songs and just kind of in my zone drawing and just, you know, going deeper and deeper. That was kind of the beginning of it. But I my mom noticed she loves to remind me of the fact that she noticed that I had pretty natural rhythm. So she would kind of place little rhythmic items in front of me and let me bang around on stuff. And uh, until finally they bought me a little practice pad and some drumsticks. And then from that point, you know, I was filling up coffee cans with water and, and creating little fake drum sets out of cardboard and stuff. And I went on to become a drummer, and I played drums in school, and I was kind of the kid who was like, you know, the halfway decent drummer. I still, I always remember I dabbled uh, with other instruments. My grandparents had a piano, and I and I would just sort of sit there and hypnotically play notes over and over again and just listen to what the tones did and the combination of notes would do to my emotions and my brain, how they resonated with me. I remember just being fascinated by that from an early age. But then I think the thing that really shot it all off into space was when my my parents divorced when I was five. My dad remarried. When I inherited a stepmom, I also inherited a massive record collection. She, She was a radio DJ, and I guess the The radio station went out of business and so all the DJs scrambled and kind of all the leftovers of the radio station they just cleaned it all out so basically whatever she ended up with became our new record collection and uh, we lived way out in the country we had no neighbors and uh, once again I was spending an inordinate amount of time drawing and just sort of hanging out by myself and listening to records but at this point i had a really extensive record collection to draw from and kind of decide what i liked and didn't like and i discovered the electric light orchestra albums and it was the production in particular it was just i hadn't heard anything that full and that modern and that emotionally stirring it was funny even back then the lyrics weren't doing much for me it was it was more than anything it was the soundscapes and the the production
1: That year for production will come as no surprise to fans of Lytle's signature style. His records all have a certain quality to them that is just recognisably uh, Jason. (laughs) They're amazing. I was interested in the tipping point, that moment of transition from music fan to musician and the story behind why Jason started making his own music. So music has
0: always kind of been there. I got into my teens, I got really into skateboarding. like I got really, really into skateboarding. I eventually got sponsored and i I started doing contests and traveling around and um, I really thought I was gonna make something of that. I played drums in a punk rock band and and I kind of I would make little joke tapes with some some of my friends just to kill time. but I was always you know skateboarding was like the main. It was like the you know one hundred percent focus of my life to the point where you know I was dumping girlfriends and I was quitting jobs and I was deciding not to enter into school or or continue my schooling. It was all about skateboarding eventually i had a I had a really, really bad knee injury. I tore my a c l like my knee just like completely folded in half in the wrong direction, and everything came to a screeching halt with the skateboarding thing, so I remember. Just kind of being in a panic and realizing that I had put all my eggs into one basket and I had really nothing to fall back on at that point. And I was basically crippled for a few years. So I had decided, or I had re- remembered how passionate, you know I was off and on about music. So I uh, I just started dabbling once again. I started, uh, yeah, just listening to records and getting more, more interested in maybe trying to be a part of it, like wondering why and how certain albums sounded the way that they did. And I just started researching, you know, there was a pretty famous magazine at the time called Mix Magazine, you know, it would help sort of demystify recording and kind of break down, you know, some classic albums. And I started becoming more fascinated with gear. So I actually got more into recording and the idea of multi-tracking way before the idea of being in a band ever existed. I realized that in order to record and, you know, enjoying hanging out by myself, I would have to probably start getting a little bit better at playing instruments. So I started teaching myself how to write songs, and I was kind of Simultaneously teaching myself how to record as well, and just once again, you know, working every shitty little job I could possibly find and quit whenever I needed to. Um, just you know, buying another piece of gear, another rack mount thing, or another microphone, or some more cabling, or or uh, what have you.
1: That fateful knee break brought the world of Jason's music and the music of Granddaddy into existence and after five granddaddy studio albums, uh, a couple of solo records and countless collaborations and production jobs, we arrive here... today! at Jason's collaboration with Arthur King. Before we get to how the trip to Egg came about, I feel this is a good opportunity to introduce Arthur King themselves and in particular the two musicians who collaborated alongside Jason. Here's Peter Walker, describing what Arthur King is all about.
2: Arthur King is a band. It's a group of people that make music and visual art and film art installation, but mainly it's focused on music and visuals.
1: Peter is a guitarist and he's the founder of Danger Bird Records, the uh, LA record company that is home to Arthur King. In the summer of 2018, they started an immersive music project and film project called Changing Landscapes.
2: Changing Landscapes is kind of the culmination of years of experimentation, which is what Arthur King is founded on, is basically everything we've ever done is an experiment of some sort. Changing Landscapes is kind of the most refined One that we've taken the farthest and it has to do with going to a specific environment and doing field recordings, using those recordings, audio and visual in a performance in that same spot. And it's a real simple premise, but it's super effective as far as allowing us to engage with the space artistically, really connect with the space and connect with ourselves in that space.
1: We've done it in a number of places now. That was Aaron Espinoza of the band Early Mart and Admiral Radley. He's the third musician involved with the Arthur King project on Egg. He explains here the history of changing landscapes.
2: We've done it in, a, in Utah, Grand Escalante Staircase, that region, that monument. We went to Iowa we did a small small town farm in Iowa we've gone to the mount wilson observatory here in southern california we've been to a copper mine in chile <laughs> which was right before the island of egg which was cool because it was like the complete opposite it was very dry and very brown and inside of a cave and the egg the egg mm-hmm. was very green and very wet and very much outdoors except there was a big cave there yeah there was there was a through line yeah <laughs> <laughs> lost maps in their series visitations the uh, artist in residence album series uh it was kind of like a perfect scenario for us to to do our thing on the island of egg um, with our friend jason lytle you want to talk about how
0: that
1: came together well let's just hear it from jason himself
0: I had actually heard about Egg, innocently enough, on Twitter. Something from Lost Map Records and uh, Johnny posting something about the artist residency, the visitations, and I just I just made a simple little comment like, "Wow, that sounds amazing," and it was I think it was based on a photo of Egg. It just looked cool, you know, sounded interesting. I don't know if I'd secretly hoped or even expected that he would get back to me, but he did. He he said, Oh my god, you know, big fan. It'd be cool if uh, if you thought about considering doing this, you know, we'd love to have you. And uh, fortunately I, I get all kinds of weird and interesting proposals for for different things. Anyways, I think I just kinda logged it away in the back of my mind. And fast forward a few months I've been working on this record with a buddy of mine, Melogian, an artist from Belfast. Once we started nearing the end of the record, we started thinking about where to mix it. I decided to come over there to uh, Belfast, and then uh, it kind of turned into well, you know, as long as I'm going there, I might as well play some shows. And then I realized that um, time-wise, it was it was linking up with. Um, this festival that was happening the howling uh the <laughs> <laughs> how the how uh, the, why why am i gapping on that right now the howling Howling wolf howling wind howling uh <laughs> The fuck. Howlin' Fling. The Howlin' Fling. There we go. Anyways, it looked like I could do this tour throughout Ireland and then tack it on at the end, head over to Egg, and, uh, yeah, and do this residency in some form or another and play the festival. And I was all excited about that. And at some point, I was talking to my friends, um, Aaron and Lisa. Aaron... Who had a band called Early Mart and who I played with in a band called Admiral Radley. And I was like, Yeah, man, I'm going to this island in Scotland called Egg. And I was just sort of casually talking about it, and both their eyes just sort of like lit up. And they're like, Oh my God, we just got done watching this special about it. We're like obsessed with this place. And I was just like, I don't even know anything about it. So, you know, they showed me, directed me towards this documentary that was made about it, some American TV show. I did a little special on it. So that was kind of cool, and at some point they were like, "They were like, hey, you know, what's the?" They'd been doing this uh, Arthur King thing with Dangerbird Records over here, which is it's kind of hard to explain, but it's it's these sound and visual projects where they migrate into an area and they they do all these field recordings and they attempt they attempt to tap into the essence of a place. And, you know, they meet up with the locals and they just, yeah, they absorb the environment as much as they can. And then at the end of it, they kind of do this uh, uh, wrap-up of the time that they spent and all of the material that they recorded with film and with uh, photos and with music, and they do a performance, and they integrate all of that into the final performance. I made the connection with them and Johnny, and then at some point it sort of morphed into... You know, as long as I'm there with them, maybe I can be a part of it. I'm not normally a part of the Arthur King, um, these installments, but they kind of brought me into the fold for this one. And um, yeah, it all worked out. I should also add that I've been invited to do residencies before but I'm I'm kind of paranoid about being stuck in a place where you commit to being in a place for a certain amount of time and you know god forbid you just you're not into it you don't like it you <laughs> you just want to be home and I don't I can't always tell what my mood is going to be when I'm traveling sometimes something kind of dark takes over and I just want to be alone. I just want to go home. And especially, you know, I, I was predicting that this was going to be at the end of a tour and uh, I had no idea how I was going to be feeling by the time I got to egg, but the, I think the thing that put me over the edge was I spend a lot of time outdoors. I'm um, I'm probably way more than any other musician that I know. I do a lot of running on trails, you know, I do climbing, mountain biking and skiing and I just, I like being outdoors way more than I do like being indoors, which is hilarious because in order to make records and nerd out on sounds, you have to spend an insane amount of time indoors. Uh, But it's, I've managed to find a pretty good balance over the years. The fact that I was going to be immersed in such an interesting environment with such an emphasis on you know dramatic scenery and all kinds of trails to explore and all kinds of terrain to get up into was really really appealing to me and that to be honest that's what put me over the edge i was uh, really excited to get up every morning and uh go explore the island As far as expectations vague, I was made aware of its remoteness and, uh, and the uniqueness of its, of its inhabitants and uh, I think I've spent most of my life kind of feeling a bit like an outsider with a my own unique perspective on things. so I don't feel like I was gonna rub anybody too wrong.
1: So there we go. Everything was in place for Jason and the members of Arthur King to come over to egg. Jason's solo tour brought him up to Edinburgh and the members of Arthur King flew over from LA and they met him there. And they all traveled up in a van together the very next day.
0: Our arrival on Egg was actually pretty exciting, pretty funny too. None of us quite knew what to expect in terms of how remote or how available groceries or drinks whatever it was that we would need over the course of being there for a week would be available or not. Um, So, of course, you know, we did this huge, huge shopping trip and bought way too many groceries, which only added to the insanity of filling up the van that was transporting us from, uh, I think we went from Edinburgh to Aig, And there was tons of gear, you know. And all these, yeah, we were—you just—you couldn't fit another cup of coffee or a toothpick into this van. We were crammed in there, and it was groceries, and it was all the gear, tons of technical stuff that they had to bring over, you know, for uh, everything that it took to pull off the Arthur King Presents show aspect of it. And beautiful drive getting to the launching point at the ferry, and then, uh, of course, the weather just was went to shit. And so the ride over was kind of fun, kind of exciting. Of course, the closer you get to it, there's like this looming is getting closer and closer. They unloaded us, you know, the ferry gate drops down and um, (laughs) it was, yeah, literally all hands on deck. Tons of stuff shuttling, tons of trips back and forth and vehicles and Of course it was pissing rain and uh, it was yeah it was a it was cool it was a high drama arrival
1: and that's where we'll leave it for today's episode at least in our next episode of the lost map podcast we will rejoin jason and the rest of the arthur king gang Exploring what they got up to on the island, discussing their recording process and their experience at our Howlin' Fling Festival. Including some exclusive footage from Jason's performance there. Ooh! During this episode, you will have heard some audio clips of the music that Arthur King made whilst on the island. And if you'd like to hear this music in full, which you really should, it's amazing and it's kind of the entire point of this podcast you should subscribe to our new series of VISITATIONS! Visitations. A VISITATIONS subscription consists of three mini-albums by the three artists involved in this series. Arthur King are the first contestants. The second release in the series will be a solo record by Rachel Ags, who you might recognise as the guitarist and singer with Sacred Paws, Trash Kit and Shopping. And the final release will be a new project, from Lost Map alumni, Rosie Plain. Yeah, she's back. You wanna hear all that music, right? Well, there are two visitations subscription packages to choose from. How convenient. There's a physical subscription package and a digital package. The physical package consists of three slabs of 12 inch vinyl, which comes with exclusive artwork. It also comes packaged with a CD copy of all the music And there's a postcard with download codes for all of the music on each release, plus podcasts and unedited versions of each of the interviews. Each final package is sent to you over the course of the year as and when they're released. Now, the digital subscription is a bit cheaper and consists of a printed postcard with download codes for all the music, podcasts and other stuff. Again, it's posted out to you as and when it's released. This is basically, if you want to support what we're doing at Lost Map and you're interested in this project... If you subscribe, that is the best way of, of helping us continue this, this quest. <laughs> For more information on the whole subscription package, pricing, etc., go to lostmap.com forward slash visitations. If you don't know how to spell visitations, just go to lostmap.com. It'll be really obvious. There'll be a tab there. You know, if you don't know how to spell visitations, I, I, I worry about you okay so until next time we should be in about a week or so let's have some of Arthur King's music play us out goodbye